Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by the continuing generosity of listeners just like you. If you want to be one of them, head on over to patreon.com slash frogpants today. The object Ankh has been identified with the code word sanctuary. The object and the word both relate to runners who have not been accounted for. Question. Hold unaccounted runners 1056. You may state your question. 1056 unaccounted for? The number is correct. No sad man ever Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of uh, film entertainment for all mankind, episode 411. It's the 411. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Renew Dunaway. I'm going to renew my Blockbuster membership. Oh, hi. <laughs> yes, this is Dr. Face Laser. Why, yes, they are. The one called Logan 5 is on the table as we speak. In fact, He's in the process of sexually harassing Nurse Vera Free. Yeah, those Sandman are all about getting naked. He's all like, hey, is that soup? I better get naked so I don't get any on my clothes. Hey, you should get naked too, and then we can eat soup with careless abandon. Oh no, hot soup on my genitals. Anywho, yeah, I can yeah, I can zap his face. It would be my pleasure. But listen, I gotta go. I need to wrap this whole thing up before Carousel tonight. What? You've never been to Carousel? Dude, it's like a human bug zapper. Hey, human, you renewed. (laughs) There's no such thing. I'm a doctor, damn it. Question. What's my name? No, my fancy doctor name. That's right. Dr. Snooty Badooty Kitty Duty. Meow. Yeah, I'm naked right now. Gotta go. Why are you writing like a... A weekly <laughs> column, like for real, like I don't right, know how, yeah. your brain, the way or the places it goes, it's just insane to me. It's just, so often it reminds me of Mike Myers in the Axe Murderer movie. No. Like I'm just like, 
I want yeah, Brian we... to have this like slam poetry outlet. Yeah, I agree, there. dude. You need to. We we'll need to th- think. We need to talk. Someone needs to animate the shit you say. That's what they need <laughs> right. to do. Oh fun. my god, I would yeah, enjoy that. Can you imagine sure. that YouTube channel? Good lord. All right. Uh, also with us, Randy. Enter Sandman Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. <clears throat> okay. This this is called Reptile in the Bucket. I wrote it myself just now in about five minutes of effort. Every lizard has four legs, five if you count the tail. Born from a clutch of lizard eggs, all over covered in scale. But one brave lizard is revered with great awe, for he went beyond dreams and dared to crawl right up the naked ladies who haul. <laughs> And spent the rest of the movie there. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, T.S. Eliot. You never, did, it. you never did get to see the lizard leave. No, yeah. it really is. A- <laughs> I am so glad you brought that up. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. There's your chicken in the bucket. It. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's your chicken in the bucket for sure. So good. So uh, good. All right. Sorry. <laughs> We're finally with us. I was yeah. expecting her to jump up and go, huh? Oh, my. Oh, never mind. It's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine, fine now. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Jeffrey. Anyway, <laughs> also he lives finally, in my vagina now. Oh, oh yeah, his vagina house. Also with us, and finally, Brian Electro Dildo Poker Sticks Ibit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so you young people are going to take me back to the city with you, so I can see even more young people. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. You know, this walk reminds me of the time I was eight and my parents sent me to walk to the store to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, you've never heard of bread? <laughs> Looks like you've never heard of bras either. What? Oh, nothing. Just talking to myself. Say, I found some more wrinkles. Want to touch them? No? Okay, maybe later. So you're telling me that to get to Washington, D.C., you traveled from your city through the underground sewer tunnels, then up the never-ending elevator, and then through the ice layer, then down the mountain, and then through the fields? And then to get back, you just have to swim down and move a couple grates. Are you sure this isn't a Spielberg movie? Right. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to overstep my bounds here. And maybe it's just all in my own head. But I think these three are some of the best intros I've ever heard on the yeah. show. <laughs> the, the source material was amazing. Yeah, there's so much to choose from. Well, look, this we're, we're talking about Logan's Run here today, and I, and, it, and I said before the show, and I'll repeat it here for the listeners. It feels like the movie we were meant to cover it feels like one that should have been here on day one Um, and it has been on a list forever it just keeps fluctuating in and out of availability and we never wanted it to be sort of you know unavailable for people to see so the minute it hit netflix it was like oh okay okay okay. we we have our target uh go 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 tango down right we had to go (laughs) (laughs) and uh i'm so glad that we did because i haven't seen it since it was maybe shown on tv i think that's probably true for a lot of us Mm-hmm. And yeah. um and I remember it so vaguely. Like, in fact, there's a line. I may as well just get this out so I can remember to say it. But there's a line that I always remember somebody saying, "It is good to run," and I don't rem- <laughs> And no one says that in that movie. <laughs> no, so it's like, uh, play it again, Sam. I, it's like I that. think you're yeah. Right. Are you is. thinking? Of, did they say that in Running Man? Possibly. No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I I was trying to think of all the other running movies, like uh, even The Island, which we've covered here, which is a uh, oh, sort yeah. of pared down rip off yeah. of this. And that definitely feels like that would be as good to run. And somebody, somebody in like a chair, and he's old, says, "Running, it is good to run." 
And it's not in this movie. It's not there. No, no. So I'm a little annoyed Weird. with myself because I have a false memory of a, of a thing that was right. not in the film at all. But no, but, but boy, did I go through some PTSD from old television days when it was like, there's no sanctuary. <laughs> that stuff is creepy, man. Oh that that slow-mo Max Headroom thing was kind of yeah. cool. I dug yeah. it. Well, I mean, it was cool, but as a kid, it would have freaked me completely out. It oh, this did. movie! When I was a kid, this movie freaked me out from top to bottom. It's the reason why I loved it so much because the idea that you would willingly walk into your own death—it mm-hmm. uh, it was just such a—it was such a scary. The whole thing's just a scary thought for a, a young mind. So, yeah. and can what, we? And yeah. can we? Like, first, let's talk about it. It was rated PG. Yeah, this movie right. was rated PG. How? I think. I think it was as close as you can get to leaving PG in 1976. Like, I feel like they very finely tuned it for that rating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're working with the rating board to, to get this dumb rating. Like I started watching it with my nine-year-old and after a few minutes, (laughs) you know, pretty early on, they start exploding people in the air. Yes. Right. (laughs) I guess nine-year-olds going to bed now. (laughs) And and that was bad enough, but then you, and then you, I don't know, it got real, it got weird in lots of ways, not to mention the freaking orgy scene and all the naked ladies. Like I don't remember that from the TV version. Oh no, that was, that was, that was not on TV show. This is the the amount of boobies that showed up in this blew me away because I was not, I I didn't remember (laughs) any of that. Cause I saw TV versions of it. It is a situation where they go through that the orgy room and there's really no reason to show that on TV because it doesn't no. add anything to the plot. It's just a it's just mud on the ground that you have to slog through as you're chasing somebody else. And you can cut to the beginning of the mud and then cut out the mud and then cut to right. where they're just getting out of the mud and, and be just fine. Yeah. It, it, we, yeah. And we see this is it's almost a trope because we see this in lots of movies is that chase through scene you know in bedrooms where people are doing the thing well would there be bedrooms here so they kind of eh, they altered it a little bit no they altered it there aren't nope right (laughs) oh my gosh was that the arc is that the arcade what is it oh my gosh (laughs) everything about that place so when they were i mean it was eerily uh, comparable to a mall I grew up with called uh, oh yeah oh shoot I forgot the name of the mall but it was a downtown mall it's now gone they tore it out and put in a brand new kind of outdoor thing with a a roof that comes over it during the winter. It's super nice and fancy and way too expensive down there now, but it used to be this cool mall and it's the same. I swear it's that mall. In fact, I looked and looked and looked. I'm like, did they film this there? They film it there. (laughs) And I couldn't find anything, but all the escalator stuff, all the multiple floor stuff, when they're walking around joking and talking early in the film as Sandmen, I'm like, well, that, over there, they just covered up a Victoria's Secret and that side of well, or what it would have been yeah. in '76. I don't know what it would have been. But. So that was a so that was a mall in Dallas, Texas, called uh, the Dallas Market Center. Right. And it was it's totally like, underground, right? Like a totally underground mall, or it, it at the very least totally enclosed. Like there were not windows, right, <laughs> or something. Was, yeah, a, like. It just felt I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like they were they were trying very hard to make something timeless, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, at the time, I guess as a kid again, I none of that you you're so impressed by the other visuals or as Brian Ibbett kept saying all week, the fact that they're all living on Risa basically. Everybody's dressed <laughs> like that terrible Star Trek episode. Yeah. Um, but with you know, when you're younger and that stuff is jumping out at you and the colors and this kind of psychedelic approach to the material it's fine but when you're older and it's 2019 you're looking back on this whoo man it's just like you could tell when it transitioned from that's a mall to that's a convention center entry space to that's a 
hotel uh, check-in lobby. space, like yeah, yeah lobby yeah. thing, like just really obvious stuff like that. But it, when I was younger, I had no idea. It all looked like a no. weird dystopia. It looked like the future. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all it, it's the Epcot future, really. I mean, if you go yeah, to yeah. Uh, if you go to Epcot, it feels at least <laughs> at least in 1989 or whenever Epcot, right. or 1985 when Epcot opened, yeah. it felt like oh, this is Logan's Run. Like all we need are the enclosed yeah. tubes with the little cars going through. Oh, okay. I, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I just want to put it out there early and now that that is my favorite thing about the movie. I love intricate miniatures in old movies, even yes. when they're cheesy. It's mm-hmm. so obvious it's miniatures, but it didn't matter. They were these complex tubes. And, and but I thought of you again because we always talk about Micronauts yeah. and how cool those tube oh, Micronaut things yes, were. Yes, I had those. I had those tubes, yeah. That made me think of that. Uh, it made me want to make one. It looked like mm. dirty Vegas or something under there. Like <laughs> It did. It, there, were parts, there was the one big, uh, the big building with the gold that looked like Mandalay Bay. I had to pull up and see if like there was yeah, any dude. connection to the design of Mandalay Bay after the fact where they said, let's make a hotel that looks like... Uh, yeah, uh, like Logan's Run. Isn't that weird? It's so weird to me how all of that. It was. It was this. I guess it was this seventies uh, futurism. It was. Uh, yeah. Arch- architect from from that perspective, you know, well, interior design, that kind of stuff. Like like the doors. Yeah. Uh, once they got towards the outside, sorry, or actually started going deeper into what quadrant Q or whatever. Uh, they they had like these big connect four looking doors, mm-hmm. and it's like. It's, it's, <laughs> Dunk, dunk, dunk. I was yeah. like, that was kind of kind of interesting. There was a there was a show recently we've done. I can't remember what it was, and I think maybe it was Randy that brought it up. But this idea of um, films that come out, and then and then a year later or less, something just upends it and changes it forever. And this is an example yeah. of that. You got Logan drawn in '76, literally the next year, and not even a year yep. apart, Star Wars, and it's and you're done with. The Logan's Run yeah. motif for sci-fi, you're done. Out, gone. Right. No yeah. more synthy music. Sorry, Jerry Goldsmith, you're awesome, but no more of that. You're going to go full orchestrated from now on. Uh, the way we yeah. think of ships and space and action, all of that changes. Uh, the technology changes. Like It's just, we're done. Goodbye. And what it, a dividing this, line this was for me, visually. Yeah. This was this was the apex of uh, of sci-fi from you know about 67 to about to about now so there's a 10-year run where this was the the popular form of how we represented sci-fi and that was about to change yeah just any second what's the other one we uh the jane fonda one we saw what's that one called barbarella barbarella yeah that's yeah barbarella and 2001 all that stuff was was in that kind of well this 2001 felt like it was weird and ethereal but it felt unique and of its own Mm -hmm. whereas this stuff this is this is totally barbarella material Oh, yeah. um, Buck Rogers on TV was a lot like this. Uh, just their ideas of what tech would be. It's like big neon, stupid flash and everything. And, and the clothes. Oh, my gosh. The robe oh, he's wearing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The clothes. How many, what are you, you going to wear? Well, I'm going to wear blue. Yeah, this wear, primary color. Right, I've got, I've got uh, green, uh, pink, and yeah. blue. Those are my choices, unless I'm a Sandman, and then I get uh, black pajamas. Well, they don't right. get to choose, though, right? Wasn't the deal that they... They, they're, they're, their yeah, their lot in life, right? Wasn't that kind of well? If you were, if well, you were sand- of a certain age range, you wore the green. If you were a certain whatever, I don't know how the Sandman worked though. I don't know how they got their jobs. They, they, they well, really- they're picked at birth, or, or, or I guess not. That one was special because he had been picked at birth. Yeah, right. And they, um, and they, and it's also lineage, right? Because Logan it opens up. Logan's in there looking at his child from his seed mama, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that, I, I guess he's supposed to be, you know, primed for for Sandman duty. I, 
once he gets a certain age. I I just want to complain because it, <laughs> oh please the movie, the movie ha- has this incredible concept, which is that these people are living in a society that's completely controlled this overmind, but we're not given enough information to care about why that overmind is doing what it's doing, how it's doing what it's doing, what's really affecting people. Like because they're all so like childish and they're li- they're living in pure hedonism. There's this like, uh, there's this like missing part that makes it feel like it's not sci-fi, and I just I, I don't know like they have an opportunity when he sits in front of the computer and mm-hmm. talks with the computer mm-hmm. that you played at the beginning of the show. Right. They have an opportunity to give me some information, give me something to chew on about how all this works, and that there's a, a bit of an opportunity in that nursery, and it just doesn't happen. We're just told nothing. Just mm-hmm. like oh, just in, enjoy the pretties. I'm like. I do enjoy the pretties, but this is sci-fi, and I want more information. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. Yeah, I think yeah. I have not read the book, but I've read the synopsis of the book, and I know it's a lot deeper and something I'm interested in reading. Because I think this, I think this story will read a lot better uh, than it's presented on screen. Especially some of the decisions they made; they've kind of departed somewhat uh, from the book, from the things I read. So I'm glad you brought I'm, that up because I came away from this movie wanting a, a desire to read the books because I would like to see mm-hmm. what's there without them going, all right, how do we make this for a modern audience in 1976? Right. Like, how can yeah. this be, you know, what, what is the source material sort of timeless the way that the, um, foundation the series is or Dune or whatever. Like there's a right, lot of science fiction right. that just, it doesn't matter how, when it was made or Lord of the, or, uh, yeah, the Lord of the Rings or Hobbit or any of that. That stuff right. was made at a time that was a long time ago before we knew much about technology, but yet somehow a, a novel in the 80s, Neuromancer, still seems as relevant in 2019 as it did in 81 or whatever it was. So, right. like, I, I want to read these and see if that's what this is. And there's sequels and there's all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. Remakes and comic books. Yeah. I, <clears throat> George had the, my uncle George had the uh, the comic book series, the Marvel comic book series, and I remember reading those and... Boy, you look at the first, I don't know if you've uh, pulled up the comic book uh, cover for the first issue, but it is, uh, I want to say it's Jim Steranko, great comic book, classic comic book artist, did all the classic Nick Fury uh, poses, but Logan's foot trails off into foreshortening, or back shortening, and becomes so microscopic, like he comes off of his uh, waist and just goes... (laughs) <laughs> drawing, drawing the marvel way yeah. dynamic it totally is yeah. yeah yeah it only lasted like seven issues or something and then it did yeah, yeah so. they didn't finish they went uh they, basically five issues to do the the adaptation of the film and then two issues to go beyond and then it got canceled so it was the, just about to get interesting the sales pitch on this story is way more interesting than the ability to maintain because that's the reason why it keeps finding like TV shows that fail, comic books that fail, movie series that really never went anywhere, and remakes that are always being talked about. Like uh, Ryan Gosling was supposed to do uh, part of the remake, which I'm glad he really didn't. I was super glad to see him in Blade Runner 2049. Sure. Well, if if it became a choice between those two things, definitely Blade Runner was the better way to go. Yeah, but if if, if Denise Villeneuve or whatever the hell his name is, the one's working on Dune now and did Blade Runner and before that arrival in sicario that director if it came out tomorrow oh, that his yeah. next film was oh, logan's dude. run i would take a shit could, oh or, yeah or mm-hmm. danny Kill boyle it. or right yeah 
Oh, Danny Boyle's a good call, Randy. That's an awesome yeah. pick. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a and, good one too. And yeah. the thing is, the thing is, like my my complaints all have to do with where they took where they refused to take license. So they added they added this concept of carousel to the film. The 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 books don't have that, mm-hmm. and they they added it because they needed to they needed to sort of like give you some more uh, beautiful, incredible things to see and like the process of making the film was making carousel really yeah. like they they, yeah. they talk about in the in the documentary how it's just it's so much effort went into this one scene in this coliseum and like they added it they made it up yeah. it wasn't in the original source material I'm like if you're willing to do that why not give box a better name yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i like I liked box. Well, I think, of course I think you box did. We would, all like box, but it's not box would be. He would he would be such a be, much more. It would just be so much better in written form. Oh than yeah, actually, because I mean I don't need to see uh, dryer vents on a, a guy's <laughs> arms. He's basically silver Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah, he, he really totally is. Was. He's no mobility. He's not scary at all. Just freaking get behind him and grab his. Oh, shit. he's super. I disagree. He's super scary just because of his maniacal laugh and the. Protein yeah. from the scene. I'm like, whoa, dude, back up. <laughs> yeah. You've just froze a bunch of runners naked, by the way. What was the point yeah. of that? Also, well, I don't because well, as you know, <laughs> as soon as anybody enters that cave, the first thing they do is, oh, let's take off our clothes to get warm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, he was <laughs> so on that. That's why everyone was frozen in that tunnel. <laughs> Michael Michael York was like constantly trying to get naked in this movie. It's like, hey, we should get or take our clothes off. We don't want to freeze to us. Mm, <laughs> yeah, 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 take them off, baby. Yeah, they're always taking them off. <laughs> she's she's awesome, by the way went on to have a big long still still working career jenny a a, a gutter yeah she played jessica six and she's in um tons of stuff but i uh in particular in avengers one well she was in the old british avengers okay so Ah, she was in that but then in 2012 she's in the marvel avengers cu avengers yeah as a head of one of the government people thing deal secret society government lady whatever it is but she's just got a very interesting face, a, a long-working British actress. But, man, if, if they didn't put her in the skimpiest of stupid clothes, I don't know who did. Especially at the beginning where uh, when, when he's on chat roulette, uh, or, or, uh, <laughs> that was so, that tender, was so fun. I thought tender. she was right. Go ahead. He accessed <laughs> Dial a girl. Yeah. Right. Well, Dial a anybody. Yeah. But exactly. also do it, do it like you do your car when you're out in the middle of Kansas trying to pick I, up a station. I did not. That that freaked me out so much because at first I thought, oh, it's a TV screen he's looking in. And then she steps out and I'm like, holy crap, they're just like hanging around in some kind of giant, you know, roulette. It's Tinder. Like it is. It is live Tinder. Like uh, swipe left. Oh, you know what? Okay, you're good. Yeah, come on out. Yeah. But she's basically wearing a scarf with a belt around it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And you and the way that he's just tuning it like. I'm like, really? Oh, right. Is it, is yes. it because in '76 we just thought that's how everything was going to be? The forever? sound of the sound of the shortwave tuner is the yeah. only <laughs> futuristic sound we could think. Of. My uh, my my watching buddy uh, last night in the movie actually left the room after about ten minutes of uh, of Goldsmith's annoying synthesizer, different, uh, just Aww. aggressive sounds that were just totally annoying. Uh, but was to to effect because that's what you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I mean it is no. the same sci-fi soundtrack that everything at the time was using. Yeah, Zardoz. Yeah. Still, oh, Zardoz. You, There's the other one I want. I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Zardoz, Zardoz is firmly yeah. in this category. 
yes, Randy. Yes, for sure. I, but I'll bet you if you take the score from the new Blade Runner, Blade Runner 20-something, well, I, I can't even yeah. remember 20, the year. 2049. Right. Yeah, 2049. Right, 2049, thank you. If you take the, I'll bet you if you take the score from it and just completely replace it into Logan's run, I'll bet you it sounds real good. People, yeah, I agree. People did not, a lot of people didn't care for what they did uh, bringing back and reinterpreting from the original Blade Runner, those, all the sounds and stuff. They didn't appreciate it. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, and, and by the way, did anybody, uh, I'm just jumping around here, did anybody feel like, they started to do an animated laser gun thing and just decided, oh my eh, gosh, we'll just, yes. go, we'll just go with your imagination for how the gun works. Yeah. Well, it's the funny for a sci fi movie, zero lasers, zero spaceships. Uh, <laughs> right. And all the things that we think of are synonymous with sci fi movies. Right. None of it was here. No. Yeah, they, uh, the, the guns were like, uh, I had read some stuff about it and they said that they, they didn't work most of the time. Michael York yeah. was complaining about that. So he got naked. Uh, but they they only worked half the time. Well, you but mean like to protest? Because, he got naked to protest? Is that yes, right. He, okay. No, he was just got naked because it was two o'clock. Got it. Uh, but he, uh, <laughs> if you if you watch him when he's shooting, a lot of times he he like just shakes it around, like he just like shakes it, like it's not gonna. I, I think it, right. it almost looks like it's something that's broke, and he's trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. No, he's time. kind of like flinging it, like he's, he's flinging, flinging it. the bullets at people. Yeah, did you guys see yeah. the gif I made of him? Like trying to, yeah, oh, it, it, it makes me it. it laugh eternally. I don't know what it is. Something about him <laughs> snapping it forward and making a face like there's some goo on it. Like he has to get a booger off of it. You can really almost great. hear him going pew 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 <laughs> as yeah. he's doing I, it. How do you feel about Michael York and his performance? He has such a deep throaty voice, and it just it. I don't know. I think thing. he had. I don't know. I think he had the right amount of detachment initially because you yeah. have to be this kind of detached. Dick to be a Sandman at the beginning. <laughs> Detach Dick. <laughs> so that's a dildo. Yeah, right. Got it. Nailed it. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, seeming like he kind of cares through the second half, but mm-hmm. right. but he comes across at the very end like a crazy person. You don't have to die. Which, which the I, worst I, I actually liked it a lot. Did you? I actually, I actually liked that more than I thought I would. Uh, the angry acting in this film. Uh, Richard Jordan, who plays Francis uh, yeah. Seven, he is oh my goodness it, to me he's great. He's, he stole the show. He stole the show. He was it, he was just fantastic. Yeah, at first I thought oh young Anthony Hopkins maybe, and, and then mm. I looked it up as like oh no, you know where we've seen this guy is he's the the big boss man in the secret of my success the secret right. of my success with uh, Michael J. Fox. Well, yeah, yeah. I also goes I also c- compared to him uh, looks wise to Carl Sagan. Mm. Mm. A little bit, yeah. And, I, I think it's just the haircut. The yeah, haircut yeah. made all men at that time look the same. They all look sort of like right, that, right. yeah. But he, but he's, yeah. uh, he died too early. Died at like fifty six. Yeah, from a brain yeah. tumor. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. F that. Whereas, did you notice the director lived to be ninety eight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's are you? Really are you cool. like? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's cool. I thought you were like saying, you know, that's unjust. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. <laughs> Did he just sit around with a bunch of cats in a vine-filled room? Yeah, 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 no kidding. Oh, my gosh. You're reminding me of that that Lincoln uh, overgrowth, which just is still. Yeah. There's the thing yeah. with that image. It's, it's num- Number one, that's a bad government shutdown. Number two, <laughs> there's something about Lincoln's eyes in that shot where he is just just looking at you with his eyes it's very brief yeah. but it's a it's freaky and i remember as a kid being kind of weird i was trying to remember and i wish they would have done it and i'm kind of bummed that they didn't but when they first show up and they see lincoln on the memorial 
like, oh, this must be one of the people who lived here. Man, they were huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They used to be giants. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I, but you know, all that was I. I remember seeing that back in the day, and I saw this. I saw Planet of the Apes first. So I, I, I was when I saw this. Even back then, I was going, "Eh, they're wanting to be Planet of the Apes." Yeah, you're stealing all these monuments. Oh no, I'm so surprised. Oh, mm-hmm. everything's overgrown as monuments. And you know, my little my little smart attitude. But uh <laughs> the the whole yeah, I don't know. I I was hoping they were gonna find a bunch of people there. Cause I remember from the TV show, I thought he found a bunch of people. Apparently I was confusing this with something else. Yeah. yeah. I, I might have too, but that's my point. It it feels like it's the epitome of that era and it's kind of mashed together in a way that a, I forgot that a lot of this stuff was attributable to Logan's run. And then a lot of it, I've been applying to other movies or thought they were other movies like the scene where they're, they're swimming naked in the, in the, in the, uh, wherever it is, the lake uh, or waterfall. There, there is it the waterfall or they swim in front of the, uh, the, uh, the wash, the the reflecting pond, reflecting pool. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Was it the reflecting pool? The trivia says it's in that famous, there's some famous backlot pool that was built for some old Hollywood stuff. Oh, I'm sure they couldn't have swam in the real reflecting pool. I was just saying, were they implying that's where it was? Uh, They may have been, but my point is that scene I have in a whole nother movie and I don't know, I couldn't even tell you what one, but I thought that happened. Uh, You're thinking like the dragon heart, probably dragon heart. Yes. Or, or it was kind of like Blue Lagoon and some yeah. other thing. A little right. bit, a little bit. But I remember, so as a as a kid, I remember the name being bandied about by adults. Peter Ustinov. You'd hear that name and go, sure. oh, yeah. he's some actor I don't care about. But at the time, it was a big deal for my parents for some reason. He was like, you know, some awesome character actor that would blow people's minds. Plus, he directed and wrote and did all this. And I never followed any of that. I think he was great in this. Like yeah. legit good. The the material, whatever you can say about it, but his delivery, his moments of improvisation, which you could clearly tell some of that was improv. I thought he was awesome. Um, I'm a little bummed that he's only like 53 and <laughs> right, we're right. all really close to that. So I don't know why he looked so old. Maybe a lot of that was makeup, but the point is uh, he was, he just, I thought he rocked it. He kind of channeled the dude a little bit. A little yeah. bit of the dude. A little bit, yeah. You know? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But now, I don't know, it's kind of a weird feeling to appreciate this name of somebody who, he was my parents' guy, you know? Yeah. And I never right. cared about it. So to me, I'm thinking, well, who do I have now that I would one day want to hear somebody say, like, I don't know, uh, who who plays... Uh, oh, I think I think Mark Hamill is turned into that guy. He is just so... I just, I just love him so much, and anytime he shows up in anything, I just am like... Star Wars it feels good. Yeah, when he's in Star Wars, yeah. that's great. I don't, I can't think of anything else he's in. Is he in other stuff? That's the, that's the thing. Mark Hamill is in that, uh, that what, what, what do we call it? Daniel Radcliffe category, where you're, you're stuck. Sorry, yeah. rest of your yeah. life. You can, you can't, you, you can't, can't play the affected other... teenager for this other movie, but you're going to be Harry Potter for us forever. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you're, but co- we know you're really secretly in disguise, Harry Potter. Yeah. We know what you're up to. I feel bad for him because his co-star, uh, what's her name? Can't think of her name. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Doing fine. Got lots of roles, yeah. different different stuff, diversity going on, lots of, lots of stuff. She's not stuck as Hermione for eternity. But him and Ron, sorry, fellas, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're Harry and Ron until the end of time, and it doesn't matter Own what it. edgy freaking Lars von Trier nude scene you do. It's not going to change yeah. it. He's done a, he's done a lot of independent films that are kind of odd. Yeah. I'm trying to break Who? out. 
who uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. You know who could have so easily, and it's amazing he didn't fall into this, was Harrison Ford. Oh, I agree. Could have so yeah. easily been just Han Solo type guest forever, but mm-hmm. he did so many because other... he because he didn't make the character that special. It was a very generic performance. I mean, it was like special the, to us, but the, you're right. The performance it was, itself, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was it was perfectly well written and everything. Like the, it was a fine character. He was well directed as Han Solo, but it wasn't like this defining thing. It was you know, like he you could see Han Solo being Indiana Jones or vice versa. Like you could you, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he didn't have to go very far when when this movie started. Getting back to Logan's run, uh, as soon as I saw uh, my, it's Michael York, right? The, yeah, yeah, the yes. mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. As soon as I saw Michael okay. York. All I could think about was him in the Austin Powers movie. <laughs> oh, That's all I had. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he he's a very. Yeah. You can't look at him and not, you know, you either go there or you go Logan's run or you don't go anywhere else. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, for one, like, this is the weird thing about this movie. I start this thing up with very low expectations. I'm just thinking, well, this is going to be one of our goofy film sacks where it just rip on it and it's it doesn't hold up and all this stuff. But the th- actual themes of the story and the predicaments the characters are in, despite all the caked-on, ridiculous 1976 tropes, kind of really weirdly worked for me. Like, the realization that these carousel people are not being regenerated or that that's just a myth that they've been fed, which right. is, you know, allegorical to all the myths we teach each other to feel better about ourselves and or to, you know, hold power over others. Like that allegory really sticks out to me. Uh, it, I don't know if it's just the time we live in or whatever, but it worked. Like it made me go, "Ugh, I hate that. I freaking hate it." Like all these people duped completely into this, and even when they come back and scream from the top of the mall stairs over there, uh, <laughs> the the people I, will turn, listen, and then go the other way. And I'm thinking that is uh, that is just heart wrenching. Despite the cheesy dialogue and the horrible delivery and all of that, the actual themes of Logan's Run were really working for me. In this yeah, yeah I, I agree. And the thing that really kind of surprised me at the very end when uh, whenever all the all the young folks were gathering around uh, an old man dude that they're going to push yeah. off. They're going to actually they're going to accidentally push off the thing, by the way. I'm like, don't be careful. There's water behind you. He's going to fall and break his hip. <laughs> yep. There's none to fall on for everybody. <laughs> no, stop it. But then I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, this is cool. You know, he get, they get to meet the old man. But then I'm like, what are these what are these hedonistic fools gonna do because there's not enough food out there for these fools mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 you know they were being taken care of and you know wow you want to talk about some crap happening it was about to hit the fan now I was I felt bad for everybody well I, I assume like, oh, I assume if the leadership was just the computers I don't know right who was mm-hmm. taking the computer the one computer was taking care of everything for them and now, now right that's but, gone. but but in theory they go and now they've got a perfectly salvageable foods food supply like you know there's there's ways or i think there's ways to deal with it they did imply that all the fish and wildlife have died which is that's random. what i was curious about because with box box had uh, you know fish swimming around giant fish from the sea uh and and uh but then there were uh i think that was actually a, a mistake because i think a lot of of the old man's uh dialogue was improv uh, it was. It says in the trivia it was anyway. Right. And so I think when he said that, uh, you know, he used to fish here and now a lot of the fish were dead, I think that was his interpretation of what had happened. But I think uh, life was actually thriving according to uh, what Box was. Maybe implying. it just but, wasn't thriving yeah. there. Maybe it was. You yeah, know, that's what it, that's 
that's what I got from the lizard. Like the the lizard right, has right. to stand in for a universe of creatures that are thriving out on the outside. Right. And you know, box box's job, he's just programmed to bring food from the outside to the inside mm-hmm. without uh, anybody on the inside knowing that he exists or what he's doing. Right. And so like the you're supposed to just be blown away that he's feeding people back to the people, but it's actually not really stated. So you don't really get you just see them in the ice, yeah, like it, you right. know. But but like I think his soil and green is people. Green. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. very soil green. green. People. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not anyway, wrong. Like he, I, 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 he says, yeah, he, he says pretty clearly that he's getting his fish from the ocean. So I right, think right, they're, yeah, they're, protein. That's how his... old old man is also doing some fishing or something. And that's <laughs> and that was man, the other question. Just overfished the lake. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is the old yeah. man just eating cat turds? Like, what is he living on? The guy's got he's a fat guy. <laughs> well, walnuts, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, walnuts. I forgot about the walnuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I just all that stuff was left weirdly unsaid. But I, as cheesy as some of the map painting and the kind of overlay stuff was in the in the DC destruction, that stuff looked kind of cool. Like. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a shot of it's the, the capital of it than the actual visual of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the my, money, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the money they spent on the sets is just outrageous. It was most of the budget, right? From the from what I was understanding, and it, it makes sense mm-hmm. because this is a this is a traveling film. This is a this is a journey film, and they're journeying from one location to the other, and there is a lot of places to see and a lot of places to set up. Yeah, uh, and it's not like some like Planet of the Apes where they just go, okay, we're traveling, but ninety percent of us just wasteland yeah this is actual places yeah very right. expensive sets. they yeah. apparently saved like three million dollars by filming in that dallas mall <laughs> oh, as opposed right. to actually doing sets is like oh we get this mall looks futury okay let's do it how do you get a whole mall to empty out and say we're are you just going on like a sunday because back in the day they weren't open on sundays or did you went, like, oh yeah and, and in the yeah. middle of the night probably and, late night yeah, yeah. Okay. uh you know you you plan to film on a on a holiday and so you're gonna get like 48 hours straight overnight and so on i could see that and they really didn't have, I mean, that much that was in there. It was enough to, no. you know, have right. enough B-roll to make it work. But uh, there's a trope you just mentioned that we just kind of glossed over. The idea that your post-apocalyptic sci-fi film or whatever, the big reveal is that it's our world. And it's, right. here's the right. old stuff. Here's old Lincoln on it. You know, no. <clears throat> it's all to crap. It's, it's, it's that Planet of the Apes moment of, Damn you all to hell with a big freaking, you know, Statue of Liberty. Like, <laughs> this movie loved rubbing that in my face. They were way into mm. it. And it's funny because I guess I saw it when I was so young that that never even dawned on me that it was supposed to be a surprise ending. That, oh, my gosh, when you see the Washington Monument off there in the distance, like, wait a minute. It's Earth. Mm. I'd never even thought for one moment that it wasn't. <laughs> I think it actually says at the beginning that you're on Earth. It I may, think it may have. On the screen. It, okay, in the, oh, yeah. all right. it, it may have, but, but it, the it part was... they didn't tell you was that what they, what they don't make clear is that so much time has passed and that all of the previous civilization is just ruin. And so the right. idea is that you go out there and first of all, sanctuary doesn't exist. It's just an idea. Right. But then, so that's supposed to be shocking. But then it's like, oh, Lincoln, who's this man? I saw his face over on the statue guy. And, you know, like, it's just all very like, ooh, discovering all this old stuff that we see now and take for granted because it's all functioning. Barely. But you know what I mean? Like, it, uh, it's like that that kind of idea that that somehow the great empires have fallen. And then you're like, oh, here's an old remnant of it. Ooh, and the music rises and you get all freaked out about it. It's very tropey to me. I see, you see that in lots yeah. of things. And I don't mind it. <clears throat> I get why it's effective, but 
But Brian's right. I mean, and Randy's right. It's they said Earth, so I shouldn't have been Earth. as a, I mean, it shouldn't have been as you know obvious as it was. But they well, sure I mean, played yeah, it but the, the surprise was that it still it still existed. That it, it didn't. It wasn't torn down and and built over top of because that's what you would expect. It was abandoned. And that's that. That's what. Yeah, it wasn't bombed the, out or anything it. either. Like right. there's no right. destruction. It was all there, just overrun with vines and and stuff. And I I would be very curious. So that's what I wonder about the books. Does the books get into any of that? Because that's fascinating yeah. to me. I'd mm-hmm. like to know <clears throat> the process of the downturn. What happened? Why did it all crap out? Was it a massive virus? Was it earthquakes? Was it well, war? Scott? Me and you're going to read the book. Let's do it. I'm going to do. It. I think I am well, going to read it. I think I am. And 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 how like how was it so fragile also? That's that's another thing. Like I I don't like the trope of the load-bearing boss where you <laughs> you know you break a computer and then the whole city co- comes crashing Exploding. down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that yeah. really called the trope of the load-bearing boss? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's and and that's in some things. That's great. <laughs> that's no, that's like the in, uh, Tron has that trope. Um Yeah. Freaking. You guys know. You guys have no idea how hard I'm working every day for this place not to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this place um, wants to I'm explode the one so bad. Keeping you from explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and sometimes sometimes you don't even really notice it. Like when Sauron dies in Return of the King, and then the whole right. land starts collapsing. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you, you know, you're just going with it because he feels like more than just a guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But like in this case, it was a computer. It yeah. was just a computer. Yeah, a shit killing computer. a computer should not cause a city to collapse. A, a computer that was still in 1976 because they probably thought this would never change, but it was like you could hear it going like it was yeah, like yeah. it was writing the like punch cards or something was getting pooped yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that trope. Well, I, I didn't, uh, I, and you know, we, we were. I don't think we used the trope of uh, of sending a computer in, you know, into some kind of illogical circle that it logic circle that it can't rectify therefore it it, it explodes um I, I don't know i didn't that part felt really weak to me because i'm like why why can't it accept the fact that uh, there is no sanctuary why does the why does the computer need there to be a sanctuary because that's what really kind of blows his mind it's mm-hmm. like well where do the people go they have to be a sanctuary if they're not there then where are they at mm-hmm. no i agree and, like there's a there's, you would think you could just tell the computer well box got him like <laughs> like and he, oh he did. okay right and he mm-hmm. did and the computer's like no nah, i'm not buying it i'm not buying it you're lying to me yeah it was uh yeah it man there's so many places i want to go with this movie i guess i came away with it just surprised how much i enjoyed it in, in, mm-hmm. in a non-ironic way like I, I i i'm not saying it you know i was completely enraptured by its imagination or anything yeah. but well or its visuals i mean it's you know it's it's of the budget of the of 1974 or 1976 or whatever it was. And uh, mm-hmm. um, it's still a very, it's not even like a message. It's like, oh, yes, that's true today. Yeah. With- <laughs> <laughs> but it's, all, but but it's you, got this very, it's, a, it's got a very entertaining pace. You know, I never felt yeah. like we were sitting around too long. If you. If you reach around and like really grope in this movie's symbol, <laughs> symbolism, you'll find a lizard. You can, you can find some. Too much. Yeah. You can find some themes that are like okay, they're they're applicable, but they're so basic, right? Like yeah. like a, a crowd of people who are taught to believe something will do anything and accept yes. any kind of travesty or this kind of like these real like so basic that I, I I'm not even really entertained by it. Yeah. At the same time, this movie has real serious Cirque du Soleil, and that's mm. 
super entertaining. <laughs> and uh, like I got to I got to keep coming back around to this contraption that they built. Yeah, it was crazy. The the carousel. Oh, the carousel. Yeah. Which by the way, anyone else bothered by the fact they spell carousel with two r's in yes. the yes, yes, it did right. bother so, me. Yeah. So apparently Arousal. they were Apparently, they were afraid of the stage show carousel, like the oh, famous oh, musical really? that was on Broadway at the time. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's why they didn't. They, yeah, there's, they, <clears throat> there's trivia about how they didn't use a Nixon painting um, because, and there was a oh, joke like, by that time. Tricky Dick yeah. something something on it. And they were like, ah, it's too close, too soon. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, we get in trouble or whatever. But yeah, I could, I could tell I'll use, it. let the cats use this one as their litter box. Yeah, they can shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> but the flying stunts were crazy. Like at the time, nobody had done anything quite yeah. like this. It was like this circular rig. It says here that it was designed to rotate and sync with the revolving floor, pl- floor plate. Initially, the performers were all supported by a single winch, driving the mechanism for their thin support cables. Uh, the cables became tangled during rehearsals, so they had to yeah, kind of figure that say, out. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Uh, they had a they had a winch on it that was basically a panic switch. So if something was going wrong and somebody was getting tangled up, you'd hit that, and the entire power of the of the thing would stop and they'd start over and like really went all in on the carousel then everyone everyone swings back and forth on their cords and wax into each other like those uh, desk toys with the marbles yeah yeah Yeah, the silver marbles the clacker the clacker things oh those kind of things the 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 decision for 2004 is the island which we've seen on the show the michael bay thing uh which is obviously heavily influenced by logan's run that's basically logan's run uh, they decide instead to say, well, all these people think they're going to right. uh, this thing. You don't watch you watch paradise. each other have a demise. You go to a place and it's a paradise city and, and freaking all the girls are pretty or whatever. And then right, you know, right. uh, and the grass, sorry, the grass is green and the girls are pretty. And the girls. Yeah. Are yeah. By the way, the only overweight people are the ones dangling from the strings in, um, <laughs> yeah. in carousel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, but they, 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 you know, the idea that they just go off to some, I, I, I think I prefer the, they think they're going to this place that they've earned to spend the rest of their lives in, in a paradise, but then are just killed on the other side. There's something about that I like better or is more impactful than this show of like drifting up into a thing and then getting zapped while you're on your way up there. And I don't I don't know. I think all of that work they put into it. Great. But that is some 76 ass bullshit going on. Yeah, I, I think I like the idea that they did in the in the island better. And I thought a lot about the island during this. And it does occur to me that if somebody with the right directorial leadership could make a really cool Logan's Run, uh, right? Modern version. I, I, there's no yeah. reason to not do this. I don't think there's nothing about this where you're like, "Don't screw up my childhood." I mean, I'm sure somebody somewhere is that close to the material, but no, for real. Like this deserves a, a modern right. take. Right for a remake. Yeah, make this yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. I know the mm-hmm. rumors of it being remade and then shelved and then remade and shelved and all that. But yeah, now's the time. I think if they if they do remake it, it'll absolutely it'll absolutely go a lot closer to the book i'm sure i mean i don't think we'll see an homage to this particular movie other than if there's like a nod or two what no, if it you was could see yeah. like an hbo series like westworld kind of done yeah with this. oh yeah Absolutely. oh yeah series would be great i mean the series they tried to do a series tom and i watched it for autopilot it's bad yeah um <laughs> but i but a, but a modern take westworld style take because westworld's pretty right. cheesy in the movie stage you know we still need to watch that by the way we mm-hmm. got to get that movie on film sack. But 
But uh, what if Logan's run was just Wolverine on a treadmill for two hours? What would that be like? <laughs> sure. That'd sell like hotcakes, wouldn't it? Uh, a notable yeah, extra yeah. in this film was Ashley Cox. You may know her. I don't know if you will or not, but you may know her as a very popular Playboy model. In the, oh, uh, yes, of course. 70s was, and 80s. Uh, she's the one poking at his face at the end but um she's also because they needed more naked people she was uh, one of the nude people at the uh, love shop scene making sure. a grab at logan so there's that well we, we haven't even mentioned farrah fawcett being on here and this oh, is yeah. this is like uh, this is like right before uh charlie's angels so this is this may have been some of the this is the first time I ever saw Farrah Fawcett. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she was just starting to get to where she was being recognized. In fact, there's this great story mm-hmm. I found in the trivia. Michael York was playing tennis and saw what he described as a blonde vision of delight. A blonde vision. <laughs> That's an actual quote. And then he says, it turned out to be Farrah Fawcett Majors. Uh, York suggested <clears throat> her to the casting director for Logan Drun and subsequently landed the role of Holly. Oh. Holly number wow. two. Okay. Well done. All right. Well done. I think up to that point, she was only famous for her uh, swimsuit Poster. nipple boob yeah, thing. The swim, right. swim, uh, swimsuit, yeah. Because yeah. there was nipples in it. That's did you Did you have that poster? Did anybody have that poster? Uh, my brother did. Uh, it's, yeah, I wanted it. <laughs> my mom wouldn't buy it for me. Although Matt. to this day, she insists that I had it. Oh, but, she thinks you had I it? I know I did not have <laughs> That's that what moms do now, is they yes, exactly. retrofit our oh, memories. you loved that Farrah Fawcett poster. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't have it. You wouldn't buy yeah, it. Yeah, I me. loved it all right. I uh, wanted it. She's like, oh, you wore that You wore that Porky's tape out after a couple of weeks. I'm like, no, Mom, <laughs> you never let me have Porky's. But yeah, like they, she she was, uh, I mean, that was the, the state of things. But my brother, who's older, he's 10 years older than me, it was more kind of his era. I mean, I was too young to, I was six years old when this movie came out. So I, was, I wasn't into Farrah Fawcett yet. But my brother sure was, and he had a big ass one in his room. I remember, and his girlfriend hated it. I remember that. Hated it. Yeah, she wasn't. Get this off the wall. What is this? I wasn't allowed to have such things, so I had like a Michael Jordan poster on the wall. But uh, why not? My um, is he kin to us, Ma? My, (laughs) I that's the joke I used to make. I used to make that when I was younger. When I was like a teenager, I I would always tell. I would lead people along that I was related to Michael Jordan. I love that. Help them figure that out. You were the Steve but, Martin of the early '90s. I love it. But um, <laughs> right. but I remember going to my friend's house. Like I had this one friend whose parents were uninvolved in his, uh, you know, childhood. And uh, by the time he was like 14, 15, he had all those. Uh, but but it wasn't that Cheryl, uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett, you know, sitting with her knee and looking over her left shoulder or right shoulder at the camera i don't remember that at all i remember lots of really? other cindy crawford and hmm. uh rebecca oh, Romain, ireland probably kathy mm-hmm. ireland sure 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 yeah. uh but i don't remember this one uh, you know at all so I, I think it was kind of also of a time and it got replaced or uh, you know in the mid 80s or something Which i you- feel like we've seen movies that are meant to look like they take place in the 80s that have this poster in the background of some kids. oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah it's iconic was she married to uh, Lee Majors at the time? She was. Yes, she was. Okay. At the time, that's a good question. Yeah, it should have been about right time. Okay. Oh, at the time of the poster. Yeah. The bionic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember when that show was even on. 
It was around 70, was it 76 when it started? Is that Let's right? Let's see. Uh, 76 to 1980 was Charlie's Angels, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, she, well, what uh, about the $6 million man? It was around the same time, right? I think right around the same time. I'm looking to see when she was married to him from 73 to 82. So, yes, uh, during during almost that whole time. But but when, when was Fall Guy? Because that's my jam. When wasn't Fall, Fall Guy? Fall Guy was after after they divorced yeah it was it was like 80s oh yeah 81 to 86 so at the tail end of their marriage was fall guy god god i love that show didn't you oh my god some, i love that show didn't so you much. have some terrible death in a fire or something like that no she died from cancer no, didn't she? she died from cancer but she she yeah. died on the same day as michael jackson um a few That's hours right. before and so everyone's like oh my god farrah fawcett died oh my god michael jackson and died was, there was a That's third the only one. thing i ever remember there was a third one in 09 too that same week or that same day so, mm-hmm. right it right. was another big name, and it was like, "What is going on? These people are just like what dying today." Yeah, and the um, oh, anal cancer was how uh, Farrah Fawcett nice. died. I thought you were just saying anal cancer, just <laughs> randomly throwing it out there. I'm just saying anal cancer. Um, but uh, no, she had the movie, The Burning Bed, which was like uh, oh, the be movie, big comeback. right? Yes. The Burning Bed, that was the big okay. comeback of uh, film for which was going to be her big thing, and then. Uh, Inflated that with that's where she died as she died in a fire in a bed or something but that's the movie you're talking about where he she set her boyfriend on fire or something like that mm-hmm. right, that right. he was Burned an abusive husband or boyfriend she burned him in his sleep and the the ensuing trial and court case afterwards yeah i that's intense man i don't know why i thought that movie was where she died anyway it's, i I am a fan of when the spouse or like the significant other isn't so obvious. Like Majors and Fawcett, uh, I don't know. Uh, that feels really, really obvious to me. Like the for some, like they were sort of like yeah, Brett required right, to be Brad together. Pitt and and anything any right, amazing. right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you guys have seen Russian Doll yet, but um, like Natasha Leone, you know from like American yeah, Pie, New Black, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's with Fred Armisen, and I just think that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Wait, the two yeah. of them are together? Yes, yeah. She and Fred Armisen really? have oh, been I a couple never would for have put a while. The two of them together. No. Exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I want. That's I. Man, I, I feel I, like a, for some I reason in my head. Yet. For some reason in my head, I always picture Fred Armisen dating like a mannequin. I don't know why. <laughs> like some, I think of like something for weird. whatever reason. I think, oh yeah, he's with Maya Rudolph, or he's with that Sleater Kitty nah. chick from Portlandia. Yeah, she was. Or, yeah, she was <laughs> weren't they in a series as well? You're, you're right, Maya Rudolph, Maya yes. Rudolph, and uh, a current thing, a current dark comedy series that's on some streaming network. And is I it what it is? I would say is it Amazon Prime. I think probably it might be. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're yeah. right. Interesting. Yeah, she's really good. By the way, as the voice of the what's it called? The hormone monst- monstress. On, uh, oh, in on Big, Big Mouth. Mouth, she is. Let me let me, let me tell you something amazing in that. Anyway, me, yes, Brian. Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Netflix, when they want you to watch something, they don't let up, and oh, no. they really want me to watch that Russian dolls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, at every least time because I it's it really good. I, it's I'm really only five good. episodes in. We watched until we couldn't stay awake anymore last night. <laughs> We're about five episodes in, and we can't wait to see what right. happens. Well, it's a Groundhog it's Day actually, kind of thing, right? Sort of. It turns, it, it turns the Groundhog Day thing on its ear because there have been so many Groundhog Days since Groundhog Day. Like mm-hmm. the right, Happy right. Death Day, and there was an yeah, episode of The yeah. Flash recently, and um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the sequel to Happy Death Day just came out this last weekend, too. It's, you know, but this one does it does things in a very different way from as far as, we're, as, far as we are into it. Anyway. Sure. Sure. 
Uh, do you guys notice way, Jessica uh, Six kept losing her leggings and then getting them back? I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, there were green leggings. I noticed that uh, she yeah. put them on after she got done swimming. Like, oh, her legs are green now. Yeah. And I guess, were, or at least yeah. they're algae covered or something. We right. we weren't supposed to notice, I think. The hosiery was supposed to be as nude as possible, and we were supposed to just think she was nude the whole time. Yeah, I think so, too. Right. She's supposed to have bare legs during all of that, but because they're in these cold, damp, legs. cold damp places. You should shave those. No, she was also supposed to have bare feet, but she had on some kind of weird shoe under the leggings. Yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking that she, at first I thought she had, I was like, does she have on some kind of Crocs? She totally I'm like, no, no, those look more like little slip-on slippers or something. Oh, dancer shoes. Yeah. Yeah, little dancer there shoes. There was something going on there, but I just kept thinking, man, y'all really didn't check the dailies on that because that was obvious. <laughs> she was wearing different Continuity. stuff. That was very yeah. odd. Um, the robot, I love this this uh, trivia. Box. Roscoe Lee Brown, you may know him as voicing, uh, doing Roscoe the narration. Lee Brown. He did the <laughs> He did the narration on... <laughs> <laughs> on uh what was it the star wars lp thing um yes, i had one right. when i was a kid but that's that's right. his voice and was the read along right the read along uh star wars oh, yeah. final album yeah. Yeah. i remember that he has a great voice yeah. but anyway he voiced and performed box the robot uh they said that the unwieldy costume made it impossible impossible for brown to right himself if he fell over my favorite thing <laughs> that makes me laugh yeah. seeing him on the ground thinking about him trying to somebody, <laughs> come, get me. somebody come get me yeah but yeah. the most disturbing thing about box i box you know he looked very crappy from from afar but mm. then when they did the close-ups it was even more creepy because you could see you could see roscoe's mouth and i don't like that no 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 that's supposed to be all robot no human inside please right. in fact you could see it so much i thought are they trying to suggest that this Implying. is a cyborg yeah. or something or like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, it made me Rus- think too hard. Ruskily Brown, also uh, the voice of Kingpin back in the old nineties, uh, Spider-Man uh, cartoon. Ooh. Oh, nice. Right. Did he affect a New York tough guy, sort of boss mob? Probably boss did. Accent? Yeah, mm. exactly. Have to check that out. Bring me Spider-Man's head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, that ice cave, we haven't had a good vagina cave in a while, and I just wanted to point yeah. it out. And that was that was full of them, too, boy. I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah. Lots of that. Very Star Trek set in there, by the way, in all the sure. ice space. It was just like it was a lot of glitter in the uh, stalactites, yeah. The icicles. Yeah. Yeah. Sprayed blue to look colder than it is. and It's terrible. That stuff looked terrible. Also, chick in the bucket, I'm going to give two of them, the, the vagina lizard and Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett, just, that was it. We were done. She's out. Yeah, we didn't see her after the after she helps them in the uh, with the um, the gang, right? The the, the, oh, smoke the dildo gang. Mm-hmm. You talking about who? You said Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She showed up at the end, right? She did. I didn't see her. Yeah, because oh no, you're right. You're the right. One, the girl at the end, to... the touching her face at the end was a, a different. That was the Playboy. You're chick. right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she ever showed up again. So uh, you know, whatever. I guess I don't need. Also, the, all the sanctuary people, like there's a whole group of them in there in the dark going. Now you need to make sure to do the thing so you can enter sanctuary. Yes. Like, where are they? Put your at? hands on your head. Yeah, where are these little rascals, you know? Yeah. Well, they obviously <laughs> haven't figured out that all you need to do to get to sanctuary is just do a little bit of swimming and move a couple grates. <laughs> yeah. Really not too no. hard. It's not oh, bad. This, yeah. these, uh, this, all these mentions of these little tiny su- subplots uh, reminded me of a great trope in this movie. Oh, hold on. I'll, let me prep it for you. 
actually really like this. Uh, murdered by your own torture device. Mm. Oh, I, sure. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Like I thought that whole like it's it's meaningless. It doesn't do anything to advance anything. But just we're just gonna go over here to the plastic surgery center and uh, we're gonna give you a little narrower face. Oh God, he's crazy. Yeah. And like oh, that, as soon as that guy goes crazy, I'm like oh he's gonna take a laser to his face. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. I loved their tech though. The little face uh, this is software they were using where we just move it over like a. Um, there was a top piece, a middle piece, and a bottom piece. Yeah. Like also the, uh, you know, it it uh, cuts your face, but then it heals your face. By the way, all that blood that was coming out of your face that disappears. <laughs> yeah. What was the point behind that? See, it doesn't hurt at all. Slice, unslice. Yeah. It's like, I'm why would you my, do that to me? I'm glad my uh, dentist doesn't go into my mouth and say, "All right, well, just to prove how well the Novocaine's working, I'm going to go right, right." <laughs> See, didn't feel it, did you? Yeah. See, huh? A new, uh, a new form of that. In a new movie like that scene could be the yeah, that could be some gory business. They could go crazy. There was that. a uh, James Bond movie that um that did that, and I'm trying to remember what it was. The one where he strapped a, and the laser got real close to his crotch, yes. and then he escaped. No, um, no, no, no. That was yeah. a laser crotch in Doctor No. I expect you to die, Mister Bond. Right. No, there was a different one that I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, there's um, some some lasery thing. That's got a what era? Which uh, Bond would it be? I could have sworn it was Roger Moore. Probably Roger Moore, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's ringing a yeah. bell for me, too, but I can't think of which one it is. I noticed there's a... I saw Jaws. Poor... Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Richard Keel. Richard Keel. Hugging on uh, Roger Moore in a photo on Netflix. And it says... It's a, it's for the spy who loved me. But in the their their thumbnail is those two just just hugging. I'm like... I know. Yeah. Spy who loved me. Aww. Anyway. Hey, let's talk about the... Uh, uh, oh, Die Another Day apparently has a laser a laser uh, face scene, like a laser... I'm trying to find more details about it, but it looks right. like it is... Uh, that was, I think that was the first Bond movie I saw. Wait, so Roger Moore was my... What's Die Another Day? Is that, a, is, is that That's him? the one with the diamond, the guy with the diamonds in his face, and I think it's when they're trying to... Oh, it's when they're trying that's to a Pierce Brosnan deal then. It is a Pierce Brosnan deal, yeah. Yeah, that was. I liked that one. Oh wait a minute! The North Korean with the well, diamonds. The diamonds. That's the one with face. the uh, the ice house they're driving the car through, right? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, and the diamond face guy I thought was going to go on to be like this huge megastar, and maybe he did, mm-hmm. and I just didn't notice because maybe he's just in Korean cinema or something. But that guy's cool, man. Yeah. Oh, Jinx. Uh, that's right. That's the one with Jinx uh, Halle Berry. Jinx Halle uh, Berry. Jack Cleese was oh. Q in that one. Judy Dench was M, of course. Rosamund Pike. Oh, I like Rosamund Pike. She was Miranda Frost. Did she look very concerned the entire time? Because her face she is looked absolutely in... serious. There's no joking with uh That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, anyway. Well, what we've learned about this movie is that utopian societies don't wear bras. That's great. We're into it. <laughs> uh, the turning back around thing, like the part in the story where he's like, we've got to go back and save the thing. I was screaming at my screen. Like, <laughs> no, you don't go back. Are you kidding? You were one of the cops who would chase people down, shoot them with your green laser, and kill them. You know what's going to happen if you go back. What, are you just going to walk in and everyone will go, right. oh, they're right. back. Hooray. We can now change our minds. It doesn't work that way. Like, I was super annoyed with his decision to go back, and I was totally with her on complaining about it. And then you talk to your 90, or you're supposed to be playing older, but you talk to your 90-year-old freaking geezer man who lives with cats to make that journey back. He's going to get killed. He's going to die. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, you guys almost died doing that. <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Like how clo- how dirty and tattered their clothes got in the space of half a yeah. day of yeah. walking yeah. through that stuff. Right. Well, I, and, you know, and by the way, uh, your clothes are all dirty. I get it. You're, you're in the woods. Like there's waterfalls and stuff and you're going to go in on the mudslide ride. That's great. But then you take off the clothes and you wash them. <laughs> you're in a nice pond. Why didn't they wash their clothes? Well, it's like they didn't know how or something. Yeah, the, the uh, thing that is maybe the thing that yeah true the the thing that disturbed me though is something that disturbs me in films. I don't like uh, scenes where people have to swim underwater inside structures. It always gives me anxiety because I'm like, first of all, they're diving into a place they have no idea how deep it goes, and they keep pulling off crates and tubes and keep going. And I'm like, no, there's no way. I yeah. couldn't do it. What did I see? You recently? don't know about any sort of like little air pockets where you can swim up to the right. top. Get a little. When back. will air be again? Yeah, right. I saw something recently mm-hmm. that you would have hated. What was it? It was something Ooh. newish. Something newish, and I want to say Jason I... Statham or somebody was trying to do this very thing you're talking about. And there's right. only the only way to to solve it is if he gets the thing open in time, which means he's almost out of breath yeah. by the. Ooh. I don't like that either. Can't stand it. Yeah. Can't stand it. Do either of you, uh, any of you, uh, hold your breath in scenes and movies where yes. the characters swim? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't I know why I do that, but I do that. I might do that. Did you do that last night or with the yes. movie? Yes. Yeah, watching it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Until, you, until you passed out. <laughs> then I woke up and the movie was over. <laughs> but I came to. <laughs> yeah, came to in the hospital and said, where am I? It was fantastic. That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Should we do some clips? We have clips for this movie. I've got oh, some yes, right please. here. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, I've been a big fan of the band Jellyfish for years, like since the 90s. Yeah. And Roger Joseph Manning Jr., who was a um, a member of that band, when they broke up, he did something called the Moog Cookbook, where he did all these albums of covers of songs using a Moog synthesizer. This other thing that he did, and I need to get you guys a copy of it, is called Logan's Sanctuary. <gasps> and it is a... It is not just a movie soundtrack for a movie that never got made, just an imaginary. There was never even talk of a movie called Logan Sanctuary, but he created the soundtrack for it. The uh, the booklet that comes with it even has um, stills from the movie that doesn't exist. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's like they go the whole nine yards to make you feel like this was a real thing that they did the soundtrack for. They he is he so. Did, does it feel like parody to you or does it feel like he's serious about his fandom? Oh, no. for... Serious fans serve like it is it is right up the the same channel um as uh, the the soundtrack to this one, but it feels modernized and wow. Um it's great. It's really, really good. All right, I'm color me interested. I remember that Moog yeah. cookbook thing being very good as well. Yeah. 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 Well, someone's gotta keep the Moog sense alive, man. Somebody's gotta do it. I'm glad he's doing it. That's right. All right. Here's our first clip of the day. This is, well, I'll just ask the question. What time is it? Enter the carousel. This is the time of renewal. Oh, this is the time of renewal. Renew! All right. <laughs> Logan, you're renewed. Here. <laughs> you're renewed. You're renewed. Wow. All right, so here's the thing. The movie, purposely, Jerry Goldsmith, fantastic uh, storied career, great, great composer. Star Trek stuff. He's a huge connection for our Star Trek connections. Um, he made a very distinct decision here. He went all weird, synthy, horrible 70s sci-fi music while in the structure, and then outside of the structure, fully orchestrated. I actually think it was a good choice in retrospect. Mm-hmm. At the time I'm listening, I'm like, ugh, this stuff is so bad. But then I liked the difference it made 
that the freedom felt like music freedom too. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Right. So here's some of the indoor stuff. I love it. <laughs> Freaking love it. Ow, my Casio. Right. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, here's a dumb scream. All right, I like that one. That was that the guy getting after they chased him and tortured the poor guy and he, and he, and he fell off, off the, the yeah jumped off yeah, the balcony fell off the yeah. the mall uh, upper level in the mall <laughs> right in front of the Claire's boutique yep yeah, we was hoping to make it to the Spencers couldn't do it all right right here's some ASMR for seventy sci-fi here you go Logan five approach and identify oh jeez hey, you just said my name you know who I am now lady I'm, now I'm going to eat a sandwich I'm the only one in the room. Yeah, it's very now ASMR. Listen, as I eat this peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Mainstream now, you know. I got a Super Bowl commercial. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is an ad for beer. <laughs> I hate that so bad. <laughs> I hate it. I'm thrilled for everybody who loves ASMR and it works for them because they have all these sources for it now. I think that's great. But man. I can't deal with it. It's too hard for me. My ears get, my ears shrink and like cave into my head. I can't do it. All right. Here's a word that everyone loves. Onk. Is that thing really called an onk? Onk. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Why do yes. I, why is this new to me? I don't Egyptian know. Symbol of life. Okay. Yeah. All right. And boy, what after this the... movie, they were all over people's necks mm-hmm. in the seventies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Onk. So you never played the Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, game on the Atari 2600? No, oh, sir, yeah, I did that's not. That's right. He gets an onk. I never yeah. did, no. It's a, it's a major item in that game. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, to me, absolutely new. I knew it was Egyptian origin because I can just tell by looking at it. I've seen it on, you know, Egyptian, ancient Egyptian <laughs> things before, but I never knew it had but a I'm, name. I'm or... hold it for a minute. Yeah, that's Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely had that style, right? Like that look of, yeah, yeah. you'd yeah. see that on some pharaoh's uh, headdress or something. But anyway, yeah. onk. it's fun hearing her say it. Onk. 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 Yeah. onk. onk. Here, pinch my, or pull my finger. Onk. All right, great. Onk. <laughs> Here is some old terrible sci-fi intense sound. So this is when he realizes his, his hand light is blinking. His hand LED. Here you go. <laughs> you gotta love looking oh, at his head going, um, you're you are gonna put this back, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm right. gonna get my years back, right? Um, qu- question, uh, question, um, <laughs> can I get this? Do I get my four years back? <laughs> yeah, I love, and she kept interrupting him. Wow, oh, that computer's a real right. dick. I answered your question, Logan Five. Yeah, get the hell no, out you of here. didn't <laughs> get into the carousel. Um, all right, here's Francis. No, is this Francis? No, 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 this is that kid they found, uh, one of the rugrats that are just running around. Oh, Ma- Mary. Was it Mary? No, Billy, I think. Here it is. He said I'd oh, never Billy. get him, but I cut him up good. Wait, I missed it. He said I'd never get him, but I cut him up good. Oh, he cut him up good. And he's throwing his knife back yeah. and forth. That was, a, that was actually the Jets. That was actually, <laughs> yeah, that was actually a throwback to uh <laughs> was actually to a throwback to a, a a character they met earlier that had gotten cut up. Yeah. It, I can't Francis. help it. When right. you played that clip, I thought you were playing a clip from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, yeah, I can see that. It's pretty. It's pretty unique to that era, I think. But there's, it's so funny to hear Brian say he's like a jet. It really was. They, they're all legs are spread yeah. out, throwing the knife back and forth. When you're a jet, yeah. you're a jet. <laughs> 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 I can totally see that. 
I'm genuinely curious about that remake that's coming. Who's doing that? It's Spielberg or somebody. Somebody's making a remake oh, of, of West, Side uh, West Side Story. Story. Yeah, like full musical oh, and everything. Yeah, let me see real quick. West Side Story remake is being made by. Um, oh, Rita Moreno's in it, doing something. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it is Spielberg. Spielberg's making this. Nice. It's soon too. Like, and it's not. It's not live to TV thing. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not one of those. No, it's got Ansel Elgort in it. Who played? Uh, uh, he's the Ansel Elgort is the guy who should play young Harrison Ford in everything. I agree. Mm. He's in Insurgent, Divergent, Baby Driver, and The Fault in Our Stars. Mm. Right. And now West Side Story. When you're ready, Jack. Right. Oh no, I'm something is somebody different. But ain't, yeah, Ansel Elgort was uh, Baby Driver, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the of the other guy too that you sent the video for. Yes. Uh, here's a big best scream we've had on the show in a long time. Here you go. Ah! It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yep. really. I, it I felt bad for her. Logan's all like, "It's right. gonna be okay. Everything's great. No problem. Enjoy your life later." <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds later, Francis. <laughs> Logan. Logan. By the way, I found out should have been dead three years previous because he, uh, the actor was 33 yeah. at the time. Michael York? Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. 77 now. Man, time flies. Oh, Austin. <laughs> I got to watch that again, because now it's now I got to I gotta watch that again. All right, yeah. here's Farrah Fawcett doing her business. Hello, Sandman. We don't get many Sandman. I think we've only had one other since I've been here. Well, a Sandman can get as sick of his face as anyone else. Doc, there's a Sandman here. Can you see him? Sandman. Sandman. I'm a say, person say, and my name is Logan. Right. <laughs> say Sandman one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> Just say it one more time. Okay. And, and, while she's, and while she's saying all that, Michael York is back there taking his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you need, you, you need to bend down and pick up that pen I just dropped right. on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you wearing a nipple shirt? All right. Here we go. <laughs> Here's a clip. Dark hair. That's, I just thought that was weird. So I kept, I kept it. Dark, yeah. hair. Dark hair. Dark hair. Logan number five. No disassemble. <laughs> Here's the uh, nice. I don't know why that's so funny to me. I, I don't think you'd do, by the way, I don't think you would do dark hair with lasers. I think uh-uh. you just do it with like some Grecian formula. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, just color your hair. It's not a big yeah. deal. All right, here's, uh, this is from earlier in the show when I played it in the intro, but I'll play it again. No sad man ever ran. I love the rhyming. It's great. Yeah. No sad man ever ran. Hiding, what? Hiding? Yes. Oh, it's Box. Yeah, yeah Box. Yeah, that's Box. Hiding? Box yes. Box had too much emotion for a robot. That that made me feel weird. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the point, right? He's supposed to be yeah. haywire as hell and... And kind of creepy, but also weirdly innocent and thinks it's doing the right thing. And again, in the right hands, you could remake that and that dude would be a lot better than he is. Just give him legs, have him be super friendly, chappy looking. But then he turns on you. <laughs> chappy. Make him all chappy, you know? Or that robot, uh, uh, what's his name? Viewfinder, uh, uh, something, find- Pathfinder, the, the, the robot in that new Apex Legends game. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, very, he's very chappy, that guy. He is. All right, here's, uh, what's this? I don't know. Something about it being all here. Fish and plankton and sea greens and protein from the sea. It's all here. Mm. 
That sounds all right. And he protein actually, from the prior sea. To, uh, prior to being in a, the ice cave, he worked in the Houston Zoo, uh, <laughs> telling you, you know, the narration during the film of. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna start cool. ending all of my. I'm gonna start ending all of my sentences with "and protein from the sea." Yeah, I want Fish. to too. And plankton. And pro- <laughs> Somebody's gonna do a great mashup too. What Fish would you like? And plankton. <laughs> and protein. From what would you the like sea. to order, sir? A Big Mac and fries and plankton from the sea. <laughs> it's so sing-songy. It's great. It totally is. Yeah. All right, your mom, Brian. I just emailed her yesterday. I said, "Look, I oh, need man. one more clip." from his his uh, teenager years when brian Ebbett was a teenager can you please send those she says well i've got this really awkward one that i recorded while he was in the car with his prom date and i can't really explain maybe what was happening visually here but here's the audio from that encounter here you go what is it i don't know whatever it is it's warm yeah <laughs> it's warm <laughs> How odd. many times does one of them ask the other, what's going on? What are we looking at? What is this? And they right. just say, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Do just, just, just get over it. I don't know. And they I don't do care. Yeah. This is new okay. to me, too. We that were was, in the same place. Yeah. Right. That was not. A, and also, that was not a valid reaction uh, when they first saw a cat for the first time. No, no. You just not how you react when you see a cat for the very first time. No, you'd lose no, your crap. both went, Oh, right, right. I would have seen it and said, what is this devil rain run the other way? <laughs> Plus there are like 10 of them there or something like that. All right. She hates the outside. I hate outside. I hate it. I hate Jessica. All right. Calm down. <laughs> and I don't know what oh. happened to that lizard. <laughs> oh, and that was super tropey. Man, this is this is actually one of my favorite tropes. Oh. And, and you never see it anymore. But it was in so many of movies uh, uh, this time and earlier. And that is when a woman goes hysterical and you just have to hug her. You just put your arms around her and you sort of wrestle her back into some sort of sanity. Yep. Like yeah. you, swaddle, you swaddle her. Yeah, you, you swaddle her. You, yeah. you, you man-valium her. You man-valium it. That's what you do. <laughs> you get in there. You you hug them. It's like, a, it's like a heavy blanket for a dog on fireworks night. You just got to <laughs> calm those hysterical women down. All right. Uh, oh, the 70s. Who are you? I wrote. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the way he said it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What do you oh, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's. He channeled some Jim Backus at one point, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little bit. And this was this was almost your prom clip, but anyway, enjoy this one. Can I touch them? Oh, my. It was almost that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That would have worked just fine, too. Yeah. What did she yes, want to touch? It. it was his wrinkles, or she called them cracks? Yes. Yeah. Cracks in your face. Yeah, they hurt. <laughs> Can I touch oh, a crack? No. <laughs> I didn't. Man, I I didn't. I did not care for the old man touching. That kind of disturbed me. You know what, though? Maybe this was a nice This was a nice opposite of age discrimination kind of yeah. message. And I kind of liked that. Like, none of them ever get over 30, and so they don't know. Yeah, They've never so they seen anybody. The old age. Yeah, so yeah. they saw they, the the movie was was ha- was happy to promote the idea that we can grow old and we can do it together and we can that's a meaningful thing. Like there's I don't know I'm a, you know I'm a middle aged guy. I'm, it's that's starting to sound good. So <laughs> I liked the message. Usually it's the opposite yeah. in movies. It's just yeah. anti age no matter what. Yeah, I mean, have you seen Soul and Green? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's people. All right, here's it's a <laughs> here's a thing. Oh, I wrote. I wrote, what is he saying? Because we have a little chance here to have some, uh, some some guessing, okay? So I have no idea what he says. Here it is. McCavity, McCavity. There's no one like McCavity. There never was a cat with such deceitfulness and suavity. 
I don't know what he said. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's from a, a poem, right? Is it uh, T. S. Eliot? Yeah, T. S. Eliot. But what was the okay? Macavity, macavity, this part here. It's the last word. Yeah, scrabity or something. Scrabity. I'll play one more time. Macavity, macavity, and What? Scrabity. That's what he's saying. Wabity, because it was yeah, baby talk, right? Oh, okay. So it's a huge poem. It's a huge poem. Right. But I think the word in the poem is depravity. No. Uh, that would make the most uh, sense. Oh, the last, I'm sorry, the last stanza is Macavity, Macavity, there's no one like Macavity. There never was a catch of such deceitfulness and suavity, like suave. Oh, suavity. Okay. Oh. Well, that seems like a terrible word to try to rhyme, <laughs> you know? Yes, agreed. Suavity? Holy shit, why was he so popular? All right. Broken every human lie breaks the law of gravity. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking at that, looking at now. Yeah. Doing it in his voice, I like it. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, are you? Who are you? Oh, yeah. All right, great. Here is uh, the final thing, and this is him really freaking out, and I enjoyed it. There is no sanctuary. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's not even slowed down him saying there is no sanctuary. No. It's Michael York having to stand in front of a microphone going, there <laughs> is no sanctuary. You sounded Slower. a little, I got a little, bring me those detonators out of your it voice. Kind of, yeah, a little bit yeah. of that. And there are four lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are five Logans. All right, let's do this. Let's do a, um, da, da, this. Nope, that's, is that it? Yeah, that's it. This is the film sack checklist. The island is better than this? Probably. Uh, exit Sandman. Get it? Instead of enter Sandman's oh, yeah. exit. Enter Sandman, exit Sandman. Yeah, sure. check. And then finally, Logan's underjunk as he swam away. Oh, check. <laughs> I saw his, I saw his ween ween. He, he peeled off the other direction, and they kind of lifted up a bit, and I saw his wiener. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, uh, oh, Trek connections. we got a bunch, but some are more significant than others. Um, there's a bunch of Matt artists and stuff like that who did a bunch of work like that. But... Uh, it, Jerry Goldsmith is the big one. He did the music. He wrote yeah. the musical score for five Star Trek movies and the main title themes for two Star Trek series, which would have been TNG and I believe DS9 was also his. Uh, and then he died not that long after that. Or yeah, I think I have that right. Uh, also, George Clayton Johnson, who co-wrote the novel Logan's Run, uh, in TOS, he wrote the episode The Man Trap. Oh. And uh, Ooh, the man trap. Finally, as a as a double, we got Gary Morgan. He played Billy uh, in TNG. He played stunt double for Tracy Walter, playing the Ferengi in the episode "The Last Outpost" on the next. Speaking generation. speaking of stunt actors in this film, there is a a pretty protracted sequence. It was not not as short as I actually uh, thought it was going to be, where they're escaping from Box's lair and. Uh, what what's his name the guy pursuing them shoots out a wall and they almost drown from a bunch of rushing water <laughs> yeah the the stunt actors and the 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 leads there were several shots of their faces are at great risk it was a terrifying thing mm -hmm. to imagine being in that room with this rushing water pushing you around mm -hmm. i like it was one of those things I'm like, I know I haven't seen this movie cuz I will never forget this sequence <laughs> yeah it's uh, i made a gif out of that uh, because I, well, A, I found it hilarious that his dumb little pea shooter would create such mayhem. 
<laughs> but you're but you're right. The way they fall over each other. I mean, the fact that yeah. everyone's ankle wasn't broken. I don't I don't know why. That was nuts. Yeah, those mm-hmm. now, those guns were just uh, one of those matters of convenience. What does the gun do here? Well, apparently it blows stuff up. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds. And they right. could only hit the floor. It only hit the floor. <laughs> I couldn't figure. I couldn't figure out if Logan was just messing with the guy because he was taking great pleasure in torture. Right. Yeah. You know what I've also or, done? I've conflated. Show. I know what I've conflated a lot of is is Logan's run with that number nine show. What was it called? Number nine. Number nine. Oh, the prisoner. The prisoner. I have those two things mixed <laughs> sure. up. The white album is that number nine. Yeah. <laughs> number nine. Yes, the Beatles white album nailed it. Uh, all right, soundtrack grade. We're gonna give it a. Oh, thanks to Daryl by the way for the uh, for those. I don't give him Jakes. enough credit for that, but he has this awesome software yes. thing that tells him what track connections happen in films, and we appreciate it. Each and every week. Uh, soundtrack grading, we give it a BOTO, B-O-T-O, for better on the outside. <laughs> mm, I like oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's real good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's not great on the inside. It's kind of <laughs> terrible. All right, let's get to the Twitter posts. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's begin with Randy Jordan. Logan's Run, rated PG, but full of nudity and sex and scantily clad people who get in fights and get their lingerie dirty and then take their clothes off and then put them back on and then take them off and then put them back on, just like a Saturday night at Ibitown. Yes! <laughs> it continues. Nice. I but... was ready for it that time. I almost said it with you. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I was still unaware. So that worked out really well. By the way, where did they find those coats? They found those big, giant animal coats oh, down there. Oh, box, box. Box provided them for yeah, you. Yeah, box provided. That's that's how he gets you naked. He's oh, like, oh, you're wet. You're putting on some warm clothes. Before right. he ran the cave, Box actually ran a coat check at the Houston Zoo. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Boy, it must have been hard. <laughs> you just stand there. He's so immobile. It's a terrible design. Anyway, it really is. Yeah. Uh, well, his name is his name is Box. What did you expect with his good, mobility? Right. You don't think agile when you hear the word box. Right. I can't believe they named him Box. Is he named that in the book? Probably. I'll read. Yeah, it. that was my point. Why not change that name? Yeah, you could have come up with anything Love better. It. Brian Dunaway, it's your turn. Oh, Logan's run. Question: Do I get my two hours back? Hmm. <laughs> so that's a no. You giant Simon says. <laughs> And protein from the sea. <laughs> giant Simon says as an insult is really good. You yeah, giant that, Simon if says. You, uh, yeah. 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 That they had like the colored spots at the on the ceiling. I was like, is right, that like with, a the, giant with the Simon squares says? around it would go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the things this the future of, of Siri and Alexa and everybody. Cancel. I just told my thing to go off. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Logan's run. I'm the best at what I do. And what I do is done in a pastel serape fashioned with a belt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it looks good on you. Oh, look at this. Just handed to me. Right here. The sheet of paper has the almost titles. These were almost, this movie was almost almost called the following things, yeah. First one was Settle Down, Francis. They didn't go with that, though. Um, But finally, Logan's Brisk Walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because uh, it didn't seem like it was running that much, but whatever. no, they weren't doing much running. Just kind of walking at the around. Very, very beginning when he first realizes he's running. There's some running. There's a little run. Yeah, it is tr- technically Logan's run at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a quick email. This is from Rob Lowry. Wrote in. The subject line was Watchmen. This is our last episode. He wants to say the following: I am nearly left speechless by Randy's take <laughs> on the Watchmen. I know it's not secret or anything, but the guy never even watched the movie. This is an amazingly beautiful film. What the heck is he talking about? 
I'm continually baffled by Randy. It's just as, oh, no, sorry. It's as if he takes everything that is critically praised or generally appreciated and insists on taking the opposite point because he cannot appreciate why it was so good in the first place. I don't understand. It's fine. I still love the show. Keep doing what you guys have been doing and have a great day. Rob. Why would he think that uh, Randy didn't watch the film? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm confused no, before, by it. Like, I, I think his point was that Randy had not seen the movie before oh, oh, this. Oh, right? Well, there's oh, a lot. Okay. We, we all have a movie we haven't yeah. seen before. That oh, happens we all the time. Tons of them. Yeah, tons sure. of them. But, but more to but, your point. I, mean, you yeah. know, yeah. I don't want to argue with somebody who lo- clearly likes mm-hmm. something. I'm just saying like 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, it leaves some room to be desired. Like You can, mm-hmm. you can understand that people, you know, we're going to see that it's not actually critically praised and got nominated for no real movie awards yeah. and go, I can skip that one. The movie has yeah. some device. I, I like the, it's a divisive film. There's no question about it. There are people who really like it. I think like Dunaway and I, there are people who have diminishing returns like Ibit, mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, over time has gotten less enamored with it. And then you have Randy who's got fresh eyes for it and can see the problems. Like it, this is just one of those movies. It's, it, it's going to be hard to please everyone. I think, and it's funny because if the Rotten Tomato score is sixty four percent, I'd say the four of us liked it about sixty four percent. Yeah, on, right. on average, yeah, we're we're a reflection. Yeah, yes. we're a reflection of of the overpaid critical mass. Yeah, uh-huh. I think if, if it, I you can't obviously do this experiment, but I think if we went back to last week and we're like, all right, let's give it some grades, it would have been like two sixes, a seven, and a seven and a half. Yeah, I'd like, give it a seven. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I like like it. it like I, I don't know. I, I again don't want to argue with you. Glad you love the movie. It's but there's a lot of things out there like that. Like I was, I had a lot of trepidation about the Lord of the Rings films. I knew I was gonna see them, but I kind of wanted not to because mm-hmm. I love the books so much. Right. And it's also something I've read many, many times over the years. And like Watchmen is more. I read it twice. You know, I read it when it when it was when I was a kid, and then mm-hmm. as a, in college or something. And so like I have these. I have these really strong feelings about that story mm. and I, I want to keep them and I don't want a movie to, to necessarily ruin them. And it didn't, it was mm-hmm. a perfectly good film, but on the course it was as good as say 300, which also has problems. Yeah. 300 has, yeah, issues. you're not, a, and, and you're not necessarily now see like me, I'm uh, Zack Snyder speaks to me in, in his storytelling. I think you say in my and, sleep. Okay, go ahead. Continue. In my sleep. <laughs> he's like, Brian, Brian, you love sucker punch. Sucker punch is really and, uh, good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think Randy, it's not your cup of tea, right? You're, you're not a big Zack Snyder. But, but I also, style. I didn't, I didn't crap on that movie. Like I, yeah, you didn't. Like, yeah. I, I felt, I felt very much like we were all kind of came into the same space where we were like, mm-hmm. Well, here's the problems, but you know, I could watch it again. I and I would, I would absolutely watch it again. I'm not going to criticize Randy for not liking strawberry. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, strawberry, strawberry the flavor. It's not. Oh, the flavors no. in general, or the fruit itself. You think? That too. Okay. But the ice cream. The specifically, I'm talking about. Yeah, specifically, I'm talking about ice cream. <laughs> like you, if you want to get to really know somebody, uh, invite everybody over and get some Neapolitan. You know when there's or, yeah, and then you'll yeah. know who your real friends are. <laughs> yeah, or, right. Yeah, you're actually you're actually onto something. Like the the non chocolate, non vanilla flavors of ice cream kind of end up breaking people down into tribes. And it's mm-hmm. they're not bad, you know? Like strawberry ice cream is not bad, but I'm sure there's people who are like, eh, it's a six out of ten for me. Yeah, no, I I love a good <laughs> strawberry ice cream. But you know what I don't like is a strawberry. Not a fan. Like I oh, like really? it, I like its use as a flavor in all kinds of other products. 
<coughs> excuse me, but a, a strawberry fresh or otherwise dipped in chocolate yeah. doesn't matter. Can't. I just am never in the mood for a strawberry. Don't know why. I, f- I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's one of the most inconvenient things with that damn stem that it's not like an easy thing to pull off of it. You gotta like either cut it or bite or whatever. Yeah. Dig and, your uh, thumb in like there and get the strawberry yeah. under. Yeah, then you yeah. get a big mess. It's like, uh, you know, all right, bite it and then throw like the top half of it away. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird Another... fruit. Besides, it's like you know what it is. It's the it's the uh, Jim Goodbody of fruits. It's got the out the <laughs> seeds on the outside. Yeah, Goodbody. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's true. It's Another those, thing about weird. Watchmen the movie is it's long and there's like a, some diminishing possibilities on length where as you find out, oh, that's that movie's two hours, 40 minutes. This one's two hours, 55 minutes. You're less likely to watch it once you've already not watched it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to go watch oh, something yeah. for the first time when you've got to set aside three hours of your life. Like, like, like Braveheart, I missed it when it came out. And for years, I could not convince myself because every time I saw that runtime, I was like, hmm, that is a whole Saturday afternoon, Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. I, I agree. That movie's awesome. But if you're asking me right now to prioritize my time, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would a, give I'd, us a good hour and a half movie next time. Yeah, I do it for this. Mm-hmm. I do it for this show if we are, it came to it. But you know what I mean? Like, just if I'm looking for a movie to burn through. Running time matters. It just does. Yeah, I, mean, I could have used I could have used less nudity in this Logan's run because the two hour runtime was kind of long. Yeah, and I thought it was shorter because of the TV version we all saw growing up yeah, probably yeah. cut down by exactly. half an hour or something. So who knows? Uh, well, I appreciate the email there, Rob. And if you want to send your emails in, like Rob, you go to the website uh, and just use the contact link like he did, or you can email us directly, filmsack at gmail dot com. Our next movie is. I don't know. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, James Spader in a Roland Emmerich joint called Stargate. Oh my oh, gosh. Yes. Stargate. Two yeah. hours and 45 minutes long. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't know. How I, don't know what it is. I would it's love for it to long. be, but I think it's only an hour 45. Yeah. And I love oh. this movie. By oh, the way. we're going to have some fights then because the first 20 minutes, brilliant. The last half of that movie, yeah. terrible. And we'll get oh, yeah. into it because I love the show. SG one. I loved Atlantis. Right. I like all the Stargate spinoff. Um, and I love it as a concept, but I really That's, struggle that, with the last that was half me. of that movie. It, it, I have a I have a place in my heart for it because it introduced the Stargate universe to me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I probably forgive it for many sins. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I think I haven't seen it in full. I've seen bits of it since, but not in full since I saw it in theaters in '94. So I was in Vegas. I don't know if that'll have anything to do with it because I was with some people I didn't like, but. <laughs> um, but the first, I thought that first 20, 30 minutes of that movie are amazing and were leading us to some mm-hmm. incredible adventure. And then it went to poop after that. So we'll talk about that. That'll be next week right here on Film Sack. That's uh, on Netflix. So that's where you can uh, view yep. it currently. Again, that is uh, Stargate, the film, with that uh, la- uh, lady, that guy in it that's, that has uh, the taped back wiener in that movie that was popular. What was that movie? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's the one wow. I'm thinking of? Silence, uh, Silence of the Lambs. No, ca- ca- uh, Ace Ventura. No, uh, he finds out. Uh, the there's Irish. too crying many game. movies. There's crying too game. many movies that, that have the crying that have tuck penises. It's, it's a, just too many. Too many. <laughs> it's Crying Game because at the end of that thing, yeah. that oh, atten- right. that uh, Irish actor that I love, I can't think of his name. Suddenly, Stephen Rea. No, older guy of some usual suspects. Um, uh. Oh, Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne is at the end of that movie, and they're getting it on and making out, and then he's and these they're getting to a point, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you've got a wiener," 
And then it, boing. yeah, then the whole thing goes. Boing. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> and protein from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a good topper for everything you're going to say. <clears throat> so that's yeah. next week. Stargate, be here. We'll be here for you. Uh, Filmsack.com in the meantime, that's the website with everything you'll need. So if you're looking for a link, an old show, uh, whatever, it's all there. I'm going to start at some point putting a secondary feed in place so that this main feed stops being so huge. Um, I realize it's been nice for nine, ten years to have every episode we've ever done in one file. Um, but it's just becoming untenable and almost a mm-hmm. megabyte and a half per day. Da- per, every time anyone pings it, it gets real crazy real quick. So uh, I'm just letting you know, we'll make sure the archive's always there, but you're you're probably going to get it like 200 episodes in this and then the other 200 will be in like an archive feed, which you can easily subscribe to if you're looking for the old stuff. We do a TMS. We'll do it here. So there you go. Uh, com is the website. I already said that. Oh, on Twitter, we're at FilmSack. Leave us a review wherever you get your uh, stuff, be it iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, wherever, because uh, that helps us a lot. Helps us get noticed. Helps us get new listeners each and every day. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Thank you, <laughs> We'll see you next time. Honk. Honk. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Honk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.